Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name's Dave and I'm speaking to you from the Stand Up Tragedy home at the Edinburgh Festival. And we're broadcasting a podcast every day through the whole of August, sharing all of our fantastic tragic performances from our live hour of tragedy at the Fiddler's Elbow, 6.30 every day from now until the 14th of August. The time is going by far too quickly and we've been amazed by the way that our acts have really embraced the idea of tragedy which is what we asked them to do we've had poets comedians musicians storytellers and everything in between and we've got so much more to come and if you like what you're hearing on these podcasts make sure that you go and check out the shows that the performers are also doing many of them are on the pbh free fringe same as us so you can see them for free others you have to pay for but they've shared some stuff with you for free so why not go and give some money to them on their paid shows Joz Norris's fringe show is called Joz Norris Has Gone Missing and he'll be performing three different comic character creations. Our producer Bryony spoke to each of these characters and asked a deluded film director, a puppet called George and a garden spider who is now a boy about what tragedy really means to them. What does tragedy mean to you? Uh, tragedy for me is... Um, I've, I've been... Uh, I can't stand a crying child. That's one of the that's one of the uh, the tipping points for me, is when I I was I've been doing a kids circus at the fringe for the last few days. Uh, it's been going well mostly, and on uh, I, I believe it was Saturday. Saturday I turn up at a kids circus with my famous balloon trick. I'm doing my famous balloon trick as I do every day here at the kids circus, and uh, inadvertently, and I stress that I stress the in- the the accidental nature of this incident. I, I burst a balloon in a child's face, and this child uh, screams and cries, and its parents order me out of the tent and tell me that I, I can't do that again, uh, that I need to rethink my act. And for me, uh, that was a long afternoon for me. I can't stand the sight of a crying child, specifically when it's, uh, uh, it's, it's precisely a mistake I've made that has precipitated the change in mood. Can't stand it. What does tragedy mean to you? Uh, tragedy, I've, I've not heard of it. I've not, I've not heard of it. Uh, I've, I've, I've only recently arrived. I, um, I grew up in a garden. Grew up at the end of a garden. Uh, I, I used to be a spider, but I'm a boy now, thanks to the intervention of a genie. Um, and since uh, the transformation, I've been learning bits. I've been learning choice words, and I've been learning choice moods and things that, uh, that are on offer here. I haven't heard of tragedy. I haven't encountered it yet. I've been having a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun here. Well, there might be some tragedy on the fringe. Really? I haven't have seen ever, it. Have you ever cried? Oh, I cry all the time. That's oh, is that tragedy? Yeah. Oh, I cry all the time. I cry all the time. Why you cry? Just my life. Just my life. What's one sad bit of your life. I wake up and I'd give string to women. I give string to women and I hope that maybe they'll appreciate it. So far, most of them handed right back. I give them a whole ball. Complete ball, not even a bit. Not just a bit of string, a whole ball. I hand it over and generally it's handed back. I go home and I, I, I just I wrap myself up in silk. <laughs> and that's, uh, and I think that's tragedy, is it? Oh, well, that's most days. Well, that's most days for me. Okay. It's been horrible. It's been horrible. But uh, I, I like to play frisbee. That I like to play frisbee with my brother. Okay. And that keeps me going. <laughs> keeps me going. Um, tragedy, I try to... I try to screen it out. I try to screen it out. 
I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. Basically, I try to turn every, uh, every negative into a positive. For instance, uh, every woman I've slept with has called me, um, uh, has called me manipulative uh, and shallow and, and pathetic because I cry at the end. Um, I, I try and turn those into strengths because I think that the greatest armor is an armor made out of, um, of, of uh, vulnerability. So I've tried to I've tried to make that into um, basically I, I see a woman that I've been with before I think no okay right I see a woman I've not been with before I think that's an opportunity I see a woman I have been with before I say that's an opportunity for correction of a past mistake no tragedy is insurmountable and uh, and I I say you know you see you see someone you've had an argument with punch them. You think to yourself, I can't go back over old ground, it'll be distressing. Don't punch them. Go right back into the argument as though it's still going on. Run up to them, punch them in the face, lamp them, jaw, run off. Or don't run off, stay. Have the argument all the way through. No disaster can't be corrected. Our listeners will love that. Well, Um, I hope it's been useful. John Snorris. You're welcome. You're very welcome. What did did you think when Stand Up Tragedy first approached you? I thought I realised the voice is exactly the same as the character I just played, but this is this is now this is now me. Um, I, I I was very excited. I've I've not seen a stand-up tragedy show before, um, but I've heard great stuff from a lot of people who have done it, and I like the idea. I like any gig that does something that makes you think in a different way about comedy and that makes you approach it from a slightly different angle. Um, uh, so so I I'm very excited about doing it and just about kind of approaching the the same premise but from a point of view of doing it in it from a different uh, vantage point i think that'll be fun looking forward to it joe's decided to do something a little bit different from what he normally does for us though rather than characters he gave us himself and he tried some new tragic material let's have a listen stand up tragedy Shut your eyes. Keep clapping, but shut your eyes. Are your eyes all shut? Okay. Open your eyes. Seriously though, <laughs> you all alright? <laughs> it's reversible. Reversible jacket. You all okay? This bloke. Whoosh, right over your head, isn't it? Did you get it? Was it? I don't think you got it. Who got it? Yeah, these guys all did. It's about Julia Roberts. That joke. It's about, it's about Julia Roberts. Have you seen Pretty Woman? You didn't get it. That whole bit. Ah, oh, it's a spoof. It's a spoof of uh, Pretty Woman by Judy Roberts. Everybody else got... Yeah. Judy Roberts. The bit with the necklace where she snaps it shut and she goes, ha ha! That bit. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was a good opening. It was a good opening. 
I thought. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. How are we all doing? We all good? Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm doing, I, normally I do character stuff, right? Uh, and, then, and then today I thought, I, thought I'd do, I thought I'd do myself. And it's the first time I've done myself in a long time, right? Uh, so I thought, well, as in, <laughs> as in, it's the first time I've done myself in a long, no, I mean, I haven't performed as myself in a long time. So I was trying to remember, how do I do that? And how do I start? <laughs> and I thought, well, that'll, that'll cover a multitude of, of ills, won't it? That opening. I thought that'll, that'll smooth the gap. And I thought, what's, how do I get back to the most fundamental bit of me to go into a performance? And I thought, well, I thought that, <laughs> I thought that mask and a dance to Outcast. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. And a Pretty Woman spoof that you didn't get. What's your name? George. George. Hasn't seen Pretty Woman enough times. How many times have you seen Pretty Woman? Well, how many times have you seen it? Well, there we go. There you go. This is my audience. This is my audience right here. What's your name? Boogie. Boogie? Yeah. Like a boogie? Yeah. Like the dance, the boogie? Yes. Wow. Is that your real name? No. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you say that? I could say that. That's what everyone calls me. Call you Boogie. What's my name. What's your full name? No, go on, because I want to know whether Boogie is a shortened version of your name or, or, or completely an affectation. Completely different. So it's just an affectation. Yeah. What's your full name? Alexandria. People call you Boogie. Yeah. Are you good at boogieing? Sure. Show us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll boogie with you. Uh, okay. Okay. This is, so this is, this is about tragedy, right, this night. Uh, and I was, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I haven't been to one of these before, so I was told, theme it about tragedy. And I thought, how do you do that? How do you make comedy about tragedy? And then I thought, well, it's me performing it. <laughs> so that, I mean, I think I've demonstrated that in itself. It's pretty sad. <laughs> That's what I've got to do. That's what I've got to do to endear myself to people, is wear that mask and do that dance and turn my jacket inside out. Like, that's sad, in a way. But I'm going to talk about genuinely tragic things. Like, oh, here's one. Um, my dad, he was married to my mum, then that didn't go well, and then he was married to this other woman, and then they had a cat, Taliesin. Taliesin the cat. Uh, then my mum was allergic to England. No, my stepmum, Jennifer, she was allergic to England. That's what they tell me. <laughs> I think they didn't get on, <laughs> but they were saving our feelings. And they were like, yeah, your stepmum's allergic to England, kids. Anyway, they sent her back to America, uh, and she couldn't take the cat with her because of the flight. So she said, um, she said to my dad, you have to look after it. And he looked after it for 10 years and he hated it. And he always went on about how much he hated this cat. And then it died and he said he wept and he buried it under the holly tree. I've never known my dad to cry. I mean, it's sad. <laughs> it's definitely sad. No, what I'm, okay. What I was, well, so what I was here to tell you about is, uh, who's single in here? Raise your hands. Any single people? Few people, okay. Any sing, single women? Raise your hands. Okay, good. Not been a waste of time. Um, I'm joking. That's not why I gig. It's, it's part of it. Okay, um, I'm, I'm not single, right? I'm alone. And there's a difference, okay? There's a difference between being single and being alone in that when you're single, you're just like, oh, single, I wish I wasn't single. When you're alone, you're probably writing. Like you're probably creating something. That's an artistic statement to be like, yeah, I'm on my own. 
and creating things. So I'm alone and I started doing internet dating. Does anybody else do that? Raise your hands if you're doing the online thing. It's all right, there's no stigma anymore. It's all right now these days. Raise your hands if you're on Zoopla. Anybody else on Zoopla? Just me? Okay, let me warn you, right? <laughs> Learn from my mistakes, because it's a property website, okay? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that when I signed up. I signed up, uh, I was thinking of Zeusk, right? I was thinking of Zeusk. So I signed up to Zoopla, and I started getting all these emails like, oh, there's a two-bedroom flat available in Kennington. I was like, damn girl, slow down. <laughs> we ain't even met, you know what I mean? I didn't think it was weird. I was like, these guys haven't asked me anything about my hobbies, but <laughs> hey-ho. Uh, and I went for detached, because I don't like polygamy. And then there was this field that said, what's your budget? And I thought, whoa, whoa, dating's got cynical, guys. 21st century, dating's got cynical. Um, so those are my thoughts on dating. And um, I mean, that's sad, isn't it? I keep trying, <laughs> I don't know whether saying that's sad, isn't it, is enough of a way of uh, theming this routine. Not really, not really. But I'll, I'll watch the others and then I'll know more for, <laughs> for next time. We're all learning. It's all a learning curve, isn't it? But um, I, I um, here's one. I was in this, <laughs> here's, here's one. It's a good link, isn't it? I, in 2004, right, I was on holiday in the south of France and I had a mosquito net over my bed and a mento in my hand. And the, my hand was outside the mosquito net. And I remember thinking, if you eat, I was 15, too old to really, for this to be okay. I thought, if you eat a mento through a net, does it break down into small enough parts to pass through the holes in the net? That was the experiment I was conducting. So I, I, che I chewed a hole in the net, right? Tried to eat a mento, chewed a hole in the net, and my mum had to pay 50 pounds damages. That's that one. She said, she said, where did this big hole in the net come from? I was like, I don't know, big mosquito is me. Chewed a hole in the net, eating a mento. So that's that. <laughs> what? Sad, isn't it? Sad, isn't it? Sad, isn't it? Okay. Um, I'm going to exhibit a skill for you because I've been trying to develop stand-up comedy-related skills. Uh, and there's a comedian called Chris Turner. Have any of you heard of him? He's a comedian. Last year at the Fringe, I saw him do an improvised rap. And I thought, well, that's good. I want to do something like that. I want to learn a skill that I can exhibit. Because it's all very well to just talk about whatever. But if you've got a skill, then that's useful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to improvise a rap from your suggestions. Uh, and we're gonna and, tr and try and make them tragedy themed because then it it all links in. So can anyone suggest things that I can rap about? And I'll do an improvised rap. You sir, pretty woman only once, man. Well, that's pretty woman. That's not really a tragedy though. I didn't say that. I didn't say say pretty woman. <laughs> I said say anything. I said say anything. It's funny how say anything makes everything go out of your head. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? What's in there now? Just nothing. Just well, empty. It's, it's there. Blamange, okay. Uh, go with that. Right, Blamange. I need two more things. Anybody else? Yep. Raptors. Raptors. Like, like Velociraptors. Okay, Velociraptors. Anybody else? One more thing. Global thermonuclear war. Global thermonuclear war. <laughs> Blamange, Raptors, global thermonuclear war. Here we go. Can I have track two, please, on the iPod? This is my improvised rap about those topics. Here we go. 
I need a backing track though, hence. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh. <laughs> Can you all feel that? Can you all feel that? Uh, uh. Check it out. In Miami, the place where I come let go. In Miami, the place where the sunset low. Every day, like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, let her rest the nil. Me, Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill. Nothing less than nil. And we were dressed to kill. But every time the ladies pass, they'll be like, Hi, Will, you'll feel me. All ages and races, real sweet faces. Every different nation Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, Black, White, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing. But every time I come, I I always wind up staying just to take the trip. I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, Bienvenido a Miami. Bouncing in the clubs where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to. Sorry, can we pause it? Sorry, did I say improvise? Yeah, no, no, sorry, I can't do that. Can't do that. But I learned the words to Miami. Well, that's something. My favourite lyric to that song, right, I'll finish in a second, but my favourite lyric to that song is a bit later on where, where he goes, you all don't understand. I never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans. Which I love, because he sounds really tortured about it. Like, he sounds really upset. So he's like, you don't understand. Well, what's, what, are you all right? No! Why not, what's wrong? You wouldn't understand! You can tell me, I'm your best friend, Carlton. You can tell me, I'm your best friend, Carlton. You can tell me about it. No, you won't understand, don't keep saying that, what's wrong? I went to Miami and, no, you won't understand, tell me what's wrong. I've never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans. <laughs> oh, how, uh, how many were there? Uh, there were seven. There were seven uh, Dominican women with uh, cinnamon tans. Oh, um, how many have you seen before? Uh, I've seen six. I've seen six before, but I've, uh, I've never seen seven. Oh, I knew you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Joss Norris. You've been great. Please enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. Joss isn't the only one embracing the tragedy here in Edinburgh. The Stand Up Tragedy team have been collecting your festival's tragic moments, and we've been doing this on Twitter using the hashtag tragic moments. So tweet at Stand Up for Tragedy and tell us what's been sad and what's been bad in your life. Maybe in Edinburgh, maybe just generally. We're collecting them all across the city, so if you see us with a microphone on the Royal Mile and a Stand Up Tragedy t-shirt, which is nice and handy to recognise us, come on over and share your tragedies with us. Here's some tragedy from the festival goers that we collected down at the Grass Market, the medieval heart of Edinburgh's old town. Last year I had a bit of uh, an incident whereby my, my flyers were lost by my venue. On the first day I didn't have any flies at all and I just had to rely on luck and goodwill for people to come into the show uh, but I, f I eventually got my flies and it started going well. 
Hello, I'm Sarah Hendricks. I'm here doing my first solo show, Time Traveller, at the Dragonfly Cocktail Bar, 2 o'clock, part of the PBH Free Fringe. Uh, my show basically is about the idea that sometimes things happen in your life which change you forever, and can you go back and sort them out and change yourself back into the person that you used to do. My most tragic moment from the Fringe so far is that a seagull shat on my foot. Right, my name's Callum, and my tragic moment was... We were walking through the middle, minding our own business, we didn't know, and we ended up walking right in the middle of a show, and we nearly stepped on somebody. And, uh, on somebody? What yeah, were they doing? They were lying on the floor, we never <laughs> saw them. But they, were, they looked like a tiger, so I wasn't going to mess with them. But. <laughs> uh, my name's Robin Mitchell from the Caddies and Witchery Tours uh, here in Edinburgh. Well, I'll tell you about uh, a lady called Elsie Peet who in 1589 was accused of being a witch, but all she seemed to do was talk to herself. But she was arrested and duked in the Norloch, which is Princess Street Gardens today. And what happened was she was duked under the water, floated, so therefore was termed guilty, dragged up to Castle Hill in front of Edinburgh Castle and strangled and then burned, executed, in 1589. Fairly tragic. So even if you're not at the Fringe, we hope that you're enjoying sharing the tragedy by listening to the podcast every day through iTunes, SoundCloud and the Stitcher Smart Radio app. And if you are here, be sure to come and see the show at the Fiddler's Elbow at 6.30. We have a whole new lineup every day, so you never know what you're going to find. All this information can be found on our website, www.standuptragedy.co.uk. My name's Dave, and I'll be back tomorrow to share more of stand-up tragedy. Dry your eyes, it's time to go. Hello, I'm Jay Foreman. I've just done stand-up tragedy, and I would like to thank personally for their kind donations, L. Fuller and James Savage. This podcast was produced by Bryony Hawkins with audio production from Stephen Harvey. The music comes from Sam Wilkinson, who you can email at radiojuan at gmail.com. The rest of the music was produced by George Brufton, written by the Reactionaries with added bagpipes from Vaughan Granding. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and the tragedy is once again over. It's time to go. go.